Welcome to Pigskin Frenzy on this wonderful Thursday afternoon. Thank you for joining us. I'm Joel Norris, and whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, or listening on Podbean, a big thank you for taking some time out of your Thursday to just sit back, watch, and listen to some NFL coverage presented by me. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, leave a like on the episode, and leave a comment down below. Spotify, if you're listening on there, Share around with others. Follow the page there as well. Podbean, same thing. If you're listening on there, share around with others and follow there as well. We have Twitter and we have Facebook. Twitter, it's at pigskin underscore frenzy, all lowercase. All you got to do is type that bad boy in on the search engine. All you got to do is and you'll you know, type that in. You'll find it. Then you'll just follow, like the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as notifications and news and highlights from across college and NFL football. Facebook, same thing. All you got to do is type it in there, Pigskin Frenzy, follow and like the page. You'll get episode updates as well as news and highlights from across college and NFL football. As you can tell, it's, you know, T-shirt Columbia Day, casual Thursday here in the uh, set of Pigskin Frenzy on my desk here. So (laughs) um, anyway, just, just wanted to start off the show with a joke, obviously. Thursday, NFL laid back today, and I was just thinking, you know, what are we going to kick it off with? What are we going to talk about? NFL, of course, but the NFL draft. Two weeks away, NFL draft, April 27th through the 29th in Kansas City, Missouri. Union Station, live on ABC, uh, NFL Network, NFL Plus, and ESPN also. So, going to be good. Can't wait. Like I said, I love the draft. We're going to update you on prospects here shortly. We're going to talk about some of the visits, especially from the quarterbacks and some of the top players from across the board there. So, the NFL draft. We're also going to be, you know, updating you on some NFL signings and trades, including the Aaron Rodgers trade. I got some more updates on that. You're not going to want to miss it as well as we're going to talk about the Ravens and Odell Beckham Jr. The news broke there. Don't want to miss it. Don't tune out of Pigskin Frenzy yet. Watch on YouTube. Subscribe on the channel on YouTube. Like the episode. Leave a comment down below. Share your thoughts and opinions. I want to hear from you guys. Even on Facebook and Twitter. You know, message me on Facebook. Comment on Twitter. Comment on Facebook. I want to hear from you all, you know. So just, you know, let me know what your thoughts are on football and the current state of each and every team. So I want to hear your thoughts there. Spotify, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Podbean, YouTube, you name it. Just, you know, listen all around the board. We're also on all other platforms as well. You know, iHeartRadio, all you got to do is say, hey, Alexa, hopefully it didn't go off. Play Pigskin Frenzy on iHeartRadio, then it'll go off on iHeartRadio. So, again, just tune in, keep plugging into the show. Big thank you for sharing around and following and listening. So, let's get, let's just get, kick it off with the NFL draft. So, NFL draft prospects coming off the board. We got, you know, Anthony Richardson. Uh, he is setting his visits. And I said I was going to talk about some of the quarterbacks off the board really quick. Um, speaking of Anthony Richardson, like I said, he's set with visits. Uh, the Lions, the Raiders, and I think what I saw on there was the Colts. They were visiting with him. He was visiting with the Colts, Raiders, and Lions this week to see if they were going to try, you know, trade up or trade up and take a quarterback 
at, you know, at a certain, at, you know, at a higher spot. So there's been talks about that. So Anthony Richardson getting his vi visits on there. CJ Stroud visiting with the Raiders again. We have that. We also have Bryce Young visiting with the Colts and Panthers this week. So, I mean, a lot of big visits happening, you know, just, you know, scouting them, interviews, talking to see if he's the right fit. It, it, you know, it's like when you get these visits, it's like, it's the NFL, I know, so it's not a typical job interview, but it's sort of like a job interview. You know, it's like a, a normal nine to five, you know, when you're on Zoom or Google Me, Microsoft Teams, however you want, however you do it nowadays virtually, or you go on site and get the interview or a phone interview or whatever. It's like, it's an interview. It's pretty much like, okay, what makes you think you were good enough to play quarterback for our organization? So, I mean, that, that's what these visits are like. They're just to see if they're the right fit for the organization. Jalen Carter has been visiting teams. He hasn't visited any other teams outside of the top 10. He, he has visited the Philadelphia Eagles, the Chicago Bears, as well as the Colts. So Jalen Carter is also visiting there. We also have people making some more visits. We have Bijan Robinson and you know making visits to, you know, Seattle, making visit uh, making visits to Detroit, making visits to Arizona as well. Bijan Robinson is a guy I've been high on for a while, running back for the Texans. I believe that Bijan Robinson is one of the best running backs in the NFL draft. I think that um if you like I said before, if you need uh 2 yards to get a first down, it's like say it's third and two, you need two yards for a first down to convert on first down, he's going to get you eight. So I, I really am high on B. John Robinson. He is powerful and he's electric. He's fast. He's fast for a, a powerhouse back like that. For a power back to be that strong and to be that awaited, and he, he, he looks like he's built, you know, like a linebacker almost. He's he's pretty fast, you know. He's pretty fast to be built like that. He's a power back, and he's got some speed too. So he's a little bit of speed, but he's more of a power back. But he is still, in my opinion, the best running back in this draft class. So I'm really high on BJ Bijan Robinson. I expect him. Honestly, he could be a, a a first round running back for the first time in a while. So I could see him going mid to late first round, maybe even early second round. But I think mid to first, mid first to early uh, to late first round on Thursday would be a good, uh, you know, good spot for him. And that should do him. Yeah, you know, that should be, you know, suffice there for anybody, you know, who wants who needs a running back. So B. John Robinson, I'm really high on him. Oh, um, I said I was going to talk about the quarterbacks a little bit more. Um, Will Levis is also making visits. Um, we're still in that period with the NFL, with, the, with the, who is the best, you know, who is the third, you know, the third best quarterback right now. It's between, honestly, Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. Or so you thought. Hendon Hooker from Tennessee is rising up on that category quick. He has put up some amazing numbers. He did good at the pro day. He's been moving around on his uh, his leg a little bit more. Um, Hendon Hooker's been, you know, impressing, impressing in his visits. He's been visiting. He's he has visit with uh, the Colts. He has visit with the Raiders. Some of the teams that are looking to make a quarterback, you know, draft a quarterback as well. So it's like Hendon Hooker has been, you know showing these scouts and showing management, hey, this guy could be a top NFL quarterback in the future one day. So, Hendon Hooker's stock is rising up quick. So, do we have not only a two-man battle, do we have a three-man battle to see who's going to be the third quarterback taken off the board? Um, it, it's looking like Hendon Hooker may be an option. And Hendon Hooker 
let me just go on and tell you something. I'm also high on Hendon Hooker. I was high on Hendon Hooker in you know 2021 when he played his first season at Tennessee. I really liked him in Tennessee. He led he led Tennessee to a Music City Bowl against Purdue. Unfortunately, they lost in overtime there in that one. Then he came back for one more season and they lit it up. They were the best offense in the country. They were the best offense that I've seen probably since 2019 LSU, honestly. They were fast, electric, and, I mean, Jalen Hyatt. Oh, man, that's another guy I'm high on, by the way. Jalen Hyatt, one of the best receivers in the draft, along with uh, Zay Flowers from Boston College. I'm also high on him. I think Zay Flowers is probably one of the best uh, wide receivers in this class. Uh, from Boston College, and I'll get to him in a minute. He was visiting with the Patriots, uh, you know, earlier this week, so I'm high on him as well. But Jalen Hyatt, another receiver I'm high on, he was, you know, Hendon Hooker was throwing to him, lighting it up with him. Offensive efficiency has been through the roof. Uh, Yardage uh, per play has been through the roof. Those numbers were electric. They had high-profile wins against uh, Florida, LSU, Alabama, they even beat Clemson, even though uh, Hendon Hooker got hurt late in the season and couldn't do the or- couldn't play in the Orange Bowl. But, I mean, Tennessee was great, and it was because of Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker was potentially a Heisman finalist before he suffered that unfortunate torn ACL injury. So, Hendon Hooker could be a viable option for the third quarterback taking off the board. Not taking anything away from Will Levis, because Will Levis isn't, a technical quarterback. He can pick you apart and his brain is, you know, is something, you know, to, 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 to get in a quarterback. I mean, he is a smart, smart football player. And Anthony Richardson, he's got the athleticism. You know, you're going to want that athleticism. You're going to want that speed and that, you know, that quickness, especially for a tall and lengthy, and lengthy quarterback like Anthony Richardson. So, I mean, but Hendon Hooker, he's technical. He's smart. He's got the arm. He's got the accuracy. His touchdown and in his, in his, in his touchdown and interception and pass ratio is by far one of the best. And he's, it was a post on NBC and it says, it was from Sunday, uh, Sunday Night Football NBC and it says, so nice. He did it twice and he did it and he did it on in 2021 and he did it in 2022. So Hendon Hooker is a good quarterback. He's a good option there. Obviously the latest update for the number one pick and we have a new sheriff in town. The favors, the favorite has shifted. So CJ Stroud is no longer the favorite to be the number one overall pick. That is Bryce Young's position now. So quarterback Bryce Young is now the new target, new favorite, and he's on the Panthers ready radar to be on the clock and to be selected as the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. I don't know if this is one of one of Nick Saban's picks or first picks or if this is Nick Saban's first number one overall pick, but history is about to be made. Bryce Young, the first pick coming out of Alabama, probably going to be the first pick coming out of Alabama selected to the Carolina Panthers. And then the next pick, obviously, will probably be C.J. Stroud from Ohio State going to the Houston Texans if that's the move that they're willing to make. So we got that there. We have Will Anderson still on the board. Will Anderson's going to make you know, make some moves there. We're going to have him. Uh, uh, Seattle and Arizona visit was on the cards for him as well. He was making visits. They are really high on Will Anderson, and they are looking, probably going to look at take trying to take him at either three or four. So, you know, 
three or five, my, rather three or five. Um, good, good option there. I would say if I'm Arizona, I'm quickly taking a Will Anderson off the board. Will Anderson, in my opinion, is still the best defensive player in this draft, along with a Jalen Carter. And I'm not even going to throw one out there. Name I'm going to throw out there for y'all is Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. He is an electric defensive back, and he's an electric corner. I think that Christian Gonzalez is a top 10 pick, in my opinion. I think he would be a good option for possibly for Chicago to sweep him up or Philadelphia could sweep him up as well. So that's a good option there. So I think I'm really high on Christian Gonzalez there. But as the best defensive player overall, I would say Will Anderson in the top three. Top three is a good option there. Uh, Seattle and Arizona visits for Will Anderson there. Good, good, you know, selections off the board. It's literally in this draft is take your pick. Who do you want? If you need a defensive player, you can go with a Christian Gonzalez, a Will Anderson, or a Jalen Carter. If you want a quarterback, you got, uh, you really got five of them. You have Bryce Young, you have Will Anderson, no, you have uh, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, CJ Stroud, and Hendon Hooker. Um, if you, you want a running back, you got two uh, good running backs there. You got Jameer Gibbs from Alabama, you got B. John Robinson from Texas. If you want a wide receiver, you have Jordan Addison from USC. You you also have, like I said, Zay Flowers. He's probably the, the top wide receiver pick right now from Boston College. He visited with the Patriots this week. Uh, far none. I mean, listen, good route runner. Uh, excellent in spectacular catch. Catch and transition, bar none. He is probably one of the best receivers in, all, in, in the board. I watched some highlights of Zay Flowers. And I was like, oh, man, he's electric. He's going to be a good player on Sundays, and he's going to be one to, to watch out for. For sun, on Sunday. So that was just my updates on the NFL draft, talking about some prospects and updating you on some of the visits and who who is getting visits from where. Uh, Bryce Young, like I said, getting visits from Carolina, getting visits from Oakland again. CJ Stroud getting visits from Oakland and Indianapolis. Uh, uh, Anthony Richardson getting some visits from o uh, Las Vegas and uh, the Raiders and getting some visits from... Uh, the Detroit Lions as well. Uh, Will Anderson getting visits from Arizona Cardinals and Seattle Seahawks. We got a lot, man. It's a lot. I cannot wait for it. The Las Vegas Raiders do want a quarterback, like I said, and Anthony Richardson may be that guy. Or was it, or is it Will or, or is it uh, Will Levis? Or is it Hendon Hooker? Who knows? Who's the third best quarterback there? We'll find out in two weeks. NFL draft updates there, where all the visits are and just some updates on the prospects across the board there. So NFL draft, tune into it in Kansas City, Missouri, Union Station. It's live April 27th through the 29th. It is on NFL Network, uh, ABC, ESPN, and NFL Plus. So don't miss it there. NFL draft there, Kansas City, Union Station, live. Two weeks. I'm pumped. I'm excited. I'm ready to go for it. Okay, moving on. We're going to be talking about the NFL signings and trades. we got some updates on that. And we're going to just kick it off with the big story. Odell Beckham Jr. signs with the Baltimore Ravens. A one-year deal worth $18 million. Big, big pickup there. I said I said last week that they formally made an offer on uh, Twitter. I said they made an offer towards Odell Beckham. And let's see if the Jets... Uh, they're waiting to see Monday to see if the Jets could match it. Well... 
he did give him that option. Odell Beckham gave him, hey, so he met with the Jets and was like, okay, match the offer that they're making me, giving me, because it's $18 million. I don't want to turn it down. Even though it's a one-year deal, I don't want to turn, I don't think I could turn this down. It's just too much money on the table there. The Jets, unfortunately, cannot match that offer. The Baltimore Ravens have officially signed Odell Beckham. We're getting ready. So, here's the deal. What does this mean for Lamar Jackson? That's the big question. So, I mean, it, you you pick up an elite receiver just like Odell Beckham. You got Mark Andrews, a good, liable tight end option there. Got a receiver, got a tight end, got some running backs, and you got a running back in J.K. Dobbins. What do you do now? I mean, you got some weapons there. So, you know, I mean, what's now, what do you do now? You know, do you still go through with the trade option or do you wait it out? I mean, Honestly, it's an enticing offer. I mean, you got another weapon in Odell Beckham. He's one of the best receivers in the game. Even with the ACL injuries and what some of the injuries that has, that has happened to him so far, he's still an elite receiver. He's still got it. He's shown he can still got it. He Look he look at him with the Los Angeles Rams a couple of years back. When he won that Super Bowl, he did get hurt in the Super Bowl, but he was making some good catches. He was making some good plays, and he was helping out his team well, so he's still an elite receiver. So what is it's an enticing offer? If I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm thinking about that. Now there, there have been some some posts and some rumblings around that Lamar Jackson and Odell Beckham have talked during have talked so far a few weeks back about winning a Super Bowl with the Ravens. So maybe he is staying. Maybe it's an enticing offer for him to stay. It was posted. There's a picture of them talking on FaceTime, Lamar Jackson and Odell Beckham about trying to win a Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens. So this may be a key for Lamar Jackson to stick around with the Baltimore Ravens, uh, hang on to that non-exclusive tag, and ride it out with the 2023 campaign with the Baltimore Ravens. Now, if maybe that was a few weeks back. A lot of stuff has changed. That this was probably before he made that trade request. So maybe his opinions have changed. Who knows? We don't know what's going to go on with Lamar Jackson. That only Lamar Jackson knows. But if I'm Lamar Jackson, that's an enticing offer there to stick around with with Odell Beckham as uh, your key receiver, along with Mark Andrews, and then you got J.K. Dobbins on the ground to help you out there. So Ravens are looking like they're good on offense so far. Baltimore signing Odell Beckham Jr. to a one-year, $18 million deal. He's back. OBJ is ready to play in 2023. He's found a home, and it's in Baltimore. He's wearing a purple and black jersey this year. So good on Odell Beckham getting, you know, finding a new home. And I know he's been, and it's shown, he's been wanting to play. So good on him for finding a home there. So moving on. We're going to update you on the Aaron Rodgers trade. So Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Last month, about a month and a half ago, we went on the Pat McAfee show, and Aaron Rodgers said, I want uh, a trade to the New York Jets. My desire and my ambition is to play for the Jets in 2023. Yes. Yes, and it still is his desire and his ambition. They're you know, he said, we're just going to wait until the the compensation has been made. So there's more updates. I tweeted this out as well. The uh, I, I read I read the other day that the trade might not be official until day one of the NFL draft. 
that could be an option also. However, I have some more updates. So the latest on that is, and it's come from Charles Robinson from Yahoo Sports. He went and on a show and said, okay, the latest update is this. Yes, the trade is supposed to still go down, but the Packers want to tra- uh, uh, want a... Uh, 2023 second round pick and a 2024 first round pick and are willing to give back a 2025 first round pick, you know, to the Jets in case of an Aaron Rodgers retirement. So, okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, I that that's a good deal, an enticing deal. However, the Jets... You know, and and he said this on there. The Jets are, they have disagreed on that. They have turned it down. That is, uh, that is that, to me, it's shocking a little bit. It's like, okay, so you're going to get a uh, first-round deal in the case of an Aaron Rodgers retirement after the 2023 season. So, which means they're compensating for him to the Jets in case he retires after the, the the season is over in 2023. So basically it's we're going to give you we're going to we're going to give you a first round pick in case he's done and he's a one and done for y'all. So we can give y'all a first round pick in 2025 to replace him with another star player in the draft. How I look at it as okay, I see where the Jets are coming from in the situation and I kind of don't. When you when you look at it, it's like, okay, I don't see where y'all are coming from. It's an Aaron Rodgers. Of course, we, we you know, you should accept that and get the trade done for to get an Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. However, when you look at it from the Jets' perspective, it's like, okay, a one and done. We're getting rid of two key picks. We're getting rid of a second round and we're getting rid of a first round for the next year. And keep in mind, there are some talent in the 2024 NFL draft, guys, there is some talent in college football and who are going pro in 2024. So you're, 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 these picks are valuable, okay? So when you say, when, when you look at a, uh, when you trade a draft pick away, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you got to evaluate that. You know, you got to think about that. You got to think about it because you're like, okay, it's not a, you know, okay, here's a draft pick. We want him. Draft picks are valuable because some of these players who are in the draft make names for themselves in the NFL and go on to be big-time stars, i.e. Patrick Mahomes, i.e. and Aaron Rodgers. So you think about it, and it's like, okay, I don't know if I want to give up a, a future first-round pick. That's that's pricey, you know, because that could be a pick who we can have for, you know, 10-plus years and we're giving that up for a player that might play one year. You do the math there, and it's, mm, yeah, you know, you start thinking, uh, I don't know. We may have to rework out some compensation. So that's the latest update right there. We're at an impasse, it seems. We're at an impasse to see about what deal gets done with Aaron Rodgers. Um, as far as I know, the trade is still supposed to go down, but here's another update. Adam Schefter from ESPN, NFL insider Adam Schefter from ESPN, has reported that they haven't really talked about it in a couple of weeks. So I, I don't know what's going to go down. You know, it's a, it's a loose cannon at this point. 
the, 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 the thing remains the same. The story remains the same here. Aaron Rodgers still wants to play for the New York Jets in 2023. However, they are there. There's a little bit of a concern that he may go after the 2023 season. That's something that you can worry about. And you know, like I said with the draft picks, I mean, those picks are valuable. Okay, those are valuable picks. I don't know if I want to give away a future first round pick because what if the Jets don't do good next season? You know, what if they don't do good next season? Say, and they're in, in the top ten, and you got a. I don't know. You got a, you know, Zach Wilson didn't work out. Maybe, it, it, and I'm not saying it does work out or not. I'm saying if it did, in case it doesn't work out, in case Aaron Rodgers, you know, doesn't work out, he leaves after one year with the Jets. He retires. You won't have that first round pick or that pick to pick up a a you know a Drake May in the 2025 draft. Since Drake May's a sophomore this season, he'll be a junior in the 2025 draft, and he's looking like he'll probably go pro around then since he's a highly talented quarterback out of North Carolina. Drake May, as an example, you you pick him up, and it's like, okay, uh, you know, we could have had a first-round pick to pick up a Drake May to be our future guy in New York. You know, and it's like we gave that up for Aaron Rodgers for one year. Aaron Rodgers is a... Hall of Fame quarterback. He's a legend. Not taking anything away from that. But you got to be honest with yourself. Do you want a a first-round pick who could be worth the hype? And some of them are not. Some of them can be bust. You never know. But do you want the do you want the risk? It's risk in return. It's it's basic. It's, honestly, I'm gonna go off of a of a business finance term and Clayton going back to my college days. Seriously. It is literally a risk in return. You know, you're 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 risking it with a with a uh with a, a first round pick, and you're and in return you get Aaron Rodgers. But what do you get in that return? It's all about what do you get in that return. So my take is this: Yes, go try to sh- still try to go for Aaron Rodgers. He's a legend. He's a Hall of Famer. But am I willing to risk a future first-round pick that may end up turning out to be the next guy for the New York Jets? You know, it's a shrug. You know, it's a risk in return. That's my take on it. I don't know if it's worth the risk yet. So it's kind of, you got to think about it and you got to reevaluate it. It's looking like they're about to restart some talks on there now. But if you want to try to make a, uh, a deal within, you know, day one of the draft... I'm looking at my watch. You got two weeks. So you got to make it happen. Um, the draft's coming up shortly. If you want to make dra- uh, a done deal with some draft picks or make a deal done by day one of the NFL draft to shake the NFL up on its heels and shake up the AFC, you're going to have to try to you know start, start now and resume those talks. But especially since the off-season programs are going to start up soon. So you're going to want to, you know, want to kick that off soon. So I would uh I, I would make something happen now, but you know, who? What do I know? I'm listen, I'm just a podcast host. I'm an NFL insider, a college football insider, and I'm just um I'm the host of a pigs of a pigskin frenzy podcast. So I mean, but I would start to try to start making something happen now. Again, like I said, to end this, to end my update on this, is it worth the risk in return? to give up a future 
first round draft pick for that. So I don't know. Now, you know, well, the Packers, the Packers could give them a 2025 first round draft pick if it doesn't work out. So they could get a Drake May if they wanted to. So that which is a good thing, but they're giving up a 2024 draft pick. If it doesn't work out with Aaron Rodgers and they don't like the playoffs and they're up there. What if Kayla Williams goes off the board? You know what I'm saying? They want a Kayla, they would want a Kayla Williams or a Quinn Ewers. You know, they're giving up a 2024 draft pick for a man that may only play one year. It's a risk in return. They're going to have to figure it out. I think Aaron Rodgers is worth it. And he is a worth, he is a war, he's a legend, a legendary quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback, future first round, first year Hall of Fame quarterback. However, is it worth the first round draft pick risk? That's my take on it. I think Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback. I don't know if it's worth the risk for a 2024 first rounder if he is planning on doing a one and done with the New York Jets in 2023. So that's my take on it. And that was the update on Aaron Rodgers, the Packers, and Jets trade talks going on now. Moving on, we're going to go uh, go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So when I heard this yesterday, I was kind of stunned. I was on Twitter and I was reading it. And it was, you know, just scrolling through. I was sitting there going, okay, this is, this is interesting. And I read it. A lot of noise coming out of it. Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker, Devin White, the co-tackler, by the way, the co-leading tackler for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last season has requested a trade from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, he is coming up on his fifth-year option, so which means they pick him up, he'll play one more year, hit the free agency market. But he doesn't want to wait until the fifth-year option picks up. He wants to pick up that fifth-year option elsewhere for one season and then hit the market then. So the citing reason for, and this is according to ESPN, per sources for ESPN, but I don't know if what his reasoning is. All I know is that I heard that he is frustrated. I don't know why he is frustrated, but he's frustrated. So here's my take on this. Devin White, good linebacker, a good pickup for any any team who tries to pick up a who needs a linebacker. Devin White is explosive. He is. He is. He is a. He is an excellent linebacker. He was. He's done really, really well for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he's a captain for that defense. So it would be. It would be quite the loss for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now here's where the messy part comes in. They don't want to trade him. <laughs> they are they do not want to request they do not want to honor that request they don't want to trade him they want to pick him up on that fifth year and to let him wait it out until next year my take is this this could get messy and i don't really necessarily necessarily like that i don't like the fact that it could get messy and when things get messy it does get messy and mess by messy i mean a devour a relationship between a player organization. He wants out. They're not letting him out. Crossroads, collision, messy. That's not good. The fifth-year option is key in this. He wants to be traded, and then for that team to pick him up. 
Now it's a crossroads because it's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot of money. That's where I see where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are coming from. It's a lot of money. And for any other team who tries to pick him up, you're picking up a fifth-year option that is worth a lot of value and a lot of money. I'm just knocking off these these finance terms today, apparently. It's a lot of cash, a lot of money, and it's a lot of value and a lot of worth in that fifth-year option. That's the tricky part when it comes to Devin White being picked up for his fifth-year option. So my take on it is this. You have an option here. You try to find a way to get rid of the fifth-year option, and you release him from his contract, or or you trade him, and someone else has to be bold enough to pick up that fifth-year option. It's a lot of money, man. It's a lot of money, but, I mean, he is a linebacker that is worth it. He has proved on and off the field that he is a valuable asset to an organization, and he's proved that he is a great football player. He is a good defensive player. So my take on it is this. You have to either trade him or release him and get rid of the fifth-year option, you know, and that may add, you know, add some of the, the you know, cutting the cost of it more. But he's going to also want a bigger contract if he gets released and hits the market now. So I don't know. It, it, it's really at a, at a crossroads at this point when it comes to Devin White and the Buccaneers. I, I don't know the reason behind the trade. They said he's frustrated. According to ESPN and reporters at ESPN, he is supposed to, he is supposedly frustrated. I don't know what the reasoning is, but he we're we're at like I said, we're at a crossroads here with Devin White. I mean, he won a Super Bowl with him and everything was, you know, fine and dandy, it seemed like. Then all of a sudden, okay, you know, I want out. I'm frustrated with this organization. Ah, you know. And I don't know, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know what to say. It really is. It's, it's really hard, you know. It's really hard to, to, predict, to pr- predict the next move on what's going on with Devin White and what's going on with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But who knows, you know, that's that's my take on it. Devin White wants a trade from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers don't want to trade him. It could get messy, and I don't really like that necessarily. So you're going to have to figure out what to do with him and to, Try to mend some fences a little bit. Whatever he's frustrated with, try to ease all that and try to pick up that option. It's only the fifth-year option. It's only one more year, one more season. Try to pick up that option. And if Devin White wants to hit free agency, free agency next season, let him hit free agency next season because he's out of the contract. He's done with the contract. He already picked up that option. Boom, it's it's done. So just approach it, approach it like Aaron Rodgers almost. When Aaron Rodgers did a couple of years back with Green Bay, I, I, I you know, I'm going to play for you one more year, and then I'm going to evaluate what I want to do. Do it like that. Take it like that approach. But uh, you got to have to figure it out what you want to do. Uh, what you want to do with De- Devin White soon? You're going to have to figure that out. Um, he wants a trade. Tampa Bay, like I said, Tampa Bay doesn't want to do it. We're at a crossroads and impasse with that. Um, but right now, it's uh, the fifth-year option is the key. So that's the latest on that. Devin White wants a trade. Tampa Bay 
wants nothing to do with that request, but the fifth year option, right? Like I said, is the key. So we'll get some more updates as we, you know, go along with that story as well. So moving on, one more thing before we wrap up the whole thing. Saquon Barkley, an update on him and the uh, signing and a free agency update with him. Saquon Barkley is not wanting the franchise tag. So that's a big one there. Saquon Barkley uh, and the New York the New York Giants, let's just hit, hit it with here. The New York Giants w- want, you know, are starting their offseason program Monday, as, as I think it's Monday or Wednesday, next Wednesday, but they are starting their program next week. They're, they're the start of their offseason, you know, ahead of their program and all. They want a franchise tag, and they want to get a tag done quick for Saquon so they can work out a deal next season. They already re-signed Daniel Jones to a big deal, but then they want to franchise tag Saquon Barkley. And I said this on the podcast a few uh, few weeks ago, probably a m- maybe a month and a half ago, when they re-signed Daniel Jones. They need to worry about signing Saquon Barkley. I was afraid this was going to happen. Saquon Barkley is refusing the franchise tag. He doesn't really want it. He wants a new deal. So he is looking like he is not going to attend the Giants, uh, Giants, you know, all season, the start of their all season program. And it's looking like he wants a new deal to be in place. So I was afraid of that. And, and I, and I, and I, I want everyone to hear me out when I said, said, say this. I said, a month and a half ago when we were talking about the Daniel Jones signing that they need to focus on signing Saquon Barkley as well. It feels like the Giants a little bit have put that on the back burner. You, okay, yeah, franchise tag is a good way of trying to keep an option to work out a deal to see what we can do for you next season. But some people don't want that. Some people may want a deal right away. You know, some people may not want to wait until next season. Okay, yeah, you're paying me good money now, fine, but I want a I want more I want a better deal. I want better money, more money there and I want a longer term contract instead of just a franchise tag. Some people in the NFL feel that way. Some players feel that way and they and they don't want that, you know? They don't want that that franchise tag. So Saquon apparently is one of those guys. He wants a new deal, and I was afraid this was going to happen. I was a, I was, I was kind of skeptical when they signed Daniel Jones, re-signed Daniel Jones. Not taking anything away from Daniel Jones, he is a good and an elite NFL quarterback. But when you have a star running back like Saquon Barkley that you picked up in the in, as the number two pick in the NFL draft, you're he's, you're gonna want to try to keep him. He is a star in the NFL. He's an elite level running back. When not when when healthy, he is one of the best runners in the game. That is a scary thought of losing a Saquon Barkley, and you don't want to lose a Saquon Barkley. You're going to want to keep him for as long as you as you possibly can. You probably want him for the for the as a franchise player, and he seems like he seemed like he'd be a franchise player. New York, uh, do they seem like they want him? Absolutely. I think the franchise tag may have caused a little bit of issues there, though, just because he wants a long-term contract. It's not that he's frustrated with New York in general. He's not frustrated, I don't think, at really at all. He just doesn't want the franchise tag, you know? And I think if anybody is not, you know, if anybody 
you know, gets a franchise tag but wants a better deal, and the team's like, oh, we can't give you that better deal until in a few seasons. That causes players to like, oh, let me reevaluate where I'm at here, you know, in my career and and what moves I can make. So it, it's it's difficult. I, it really is. This was I was I was afraid of this with Saquon Barkley. He's a, a good running back. Um, I I think that Saquon Barkley does need a longer and better longer term and better deal with the New York Giants. I think that the franchise tag, well, I don't think it's going to end up sufficing now um, unless they come come to some sort of agreement to where, hey, sign the franchise tag now, and I guarantee you in this franchise tag, we will include some talks for a better and long-term contract <clears throat> next year. So I don't know. I, I don't know what the deal is there, but I think Saquon Barkley and it is reported by, you know, it was reported that Saquon Barkley may not attend uh, the offseason, the start of the offseason program with the New York Giants due to the franchise tag. So, I mean, franchise tag can be a good thing. It can also be, you know, hey, I don't want this. I want a better deal. So, you know, the Giants need to work on a deal with Saquon Barkley quick. It's been reported by ESPN that he may not attend the off the offseason program startup coming up next week. So that's huge. Uh, we're going to keep an update on that one as well. Saquon Barkley may not make it to the you know start of the offseason program. So that's huge. That is a huge, huge uh update with that and it you know and i'll keep you updated as you know the story keeps flowing there but that's not all that's not a loss you want that's my final thoughts on it that's not a loss you want you want to saquon barkley so just let's see what let's see about it but try to go after saquon barkley and get him a better deal and in my take he's, he's he has earned it in his past few seasons so you know i think saquon barkley is one of those players that you can't really afford to lose. So I can see where the Giants are coming from, but I can also see where Saquon Barkley is coming from also. So, you know, so that does just about does it. I guess that wraps everything up. My final thoughts, Saquon Barkley is a player you cannot afford to lose. I'll keep you more updated and posted on everything. NFL draft in a couple of weeks. We're excited about it. I'll keep you updated on the Aaron Rodgers trade as well, as well as some of the big moves across the NFL and college football. We're out of time. Big thank you for joining in here and listening and watching here on the wonder on this beautiful Thursday. So uh, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, leave a like on the episode and leave a comment down below. Podbean, if you're listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. Spotify, same thing. If you're listening on there, share around with others follow on there as well. Twitter, it's at pigskin underscore frenzy, all lowercase. All I got to do is type that bad boy in on the search engine, follow, like the page, like the tweets also, retweet, and you know, leave comments. I want to hear from you on Twitter. So about anything going on across NFL or college football. And with that, you'll get episode updates as well as notifications, news, and highlights from across college and NFL 
football. Facebook, same thing. All you got to do is type it in, Pigskin Frenzy. You'll follow and like the page there. Leave a review. See if I'm doing bad or good. What do I need to improve on with the show? And just leave your comments and thoughts about college and NFL football across the board and leave your thoughts and opinions there. I want to hear from you on Facebook as well. When you follow and like the page, you'll get episode updates as well as news, notifications, and highlights from across college and NFL football. Big thank you for tuning in today, watching, listening across the board. We'll be back Tuesday with a college football edition of Pigskin Frenzy. Don't forget, spring games start tomorrow, April 13th through May 6th. Spring football for college football starts then. Have a great weekend and looking forward to another edition of Pigskin Frenzy on Tuesday.